many of you all know that we've been doing a series here in Destiny called What If Jesus Was Serious? And so some of the previous topics uh, that have been ministered on so far has been what if Jesus was serious about worship? What if Jesus was serious about the table? Um, I believe there may have even been one what if Jesus is serious about prayer? And so today, my assignment is to minister about what if Jesus was serious about the Sabbath? Is that okay? Okay, so today I'm not going to quote unquote preach. I'm going to do more teaching. Uh, so that means that you might want to take some notes um, after service. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to come and seek me out. Uh, I'd be willing to share some more information with you if need be. And then we'll kind of sort of go from there. Is that okay? Yeah. I also want to thank God. I did this in the first service, but I want to do it in, in the second service too. I want to thank God for my one and only lady, my wife. Pastor Latanya Anderson, she's here this morning. Yeah. See, brothers, take take note. Um, Twenty-seven years of marriage this coming August. I've known my wife for thirty-two years, right? Come on now. Carry the three, <laughs> huh? Thirty-three, thirty-three years. Thirty-three. I've known her for a long time. And so um, I've learned to make sure, and it's not hard for me to do, and that's to honor her and appreciate her. Uh, that's actually easy to do. And I'm going to stay focused because <laughs> I can get off track real easy talking about and thinking about her. Yeah, she was praying for me earlier, and after she finished praying, I had to whisper in her ear, I had to stay focused while you was praying. You smell good. <laughs> I'm just being transparent, y'all. I'm just telling the truth. Yes, Lord. Amen. Whew, I did it. I was sweating again. <laughs> Mark chapter 2, guys. We're going to focus. Mark chapter 2 and verse 23. Good night. Um, Mark chapter 2. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. After 27 years, she still does this to me. Get me hot under the collar. All right. Mark chapter 2, uh, verse 23. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, have you never read about David or what David did? When he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar, uh, the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. And I want to take it a little bit further and read on. And this is not going to be on the screen, but I'll read it for you. Mark chapter three, verse one through five goes on and says this. Again, he entered the synagogue and a man was with them with a withered hand. And they watched Jesus to see, they being the Pharisees, watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they may accuse him. 
And he said to the man with the withered hand, come here. And he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched, out his, he stretched it out, and his hand was restored. As I'm preparing to go into this message, my prayer for you is that you would not allow your heart to be hardened with what I'm about to share. Because it would be really easy to do that based upon just certain aspects. And as I get a little bit deeper, you'll all see what I'm talking about. But I'm going to go ahead and pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your people are as fertile ground, ready to receive the seed of your word. Father, I combat, I come against, uh, and I rebuke any attack that would hinder your people from hearing, receiving, and then observing and applying the seed of your word in this matter in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for the harvest that will empower, strengthen, and encourage your people as they apply your word in this matter. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So um, in order for me to go forward, I kind of sort of have to go back. So the first thing we need to discuss today is what is the Sabbath? What is the Sabbath? So we're going to define it. In Leviticus chapter 23, 1 through 3, it says this. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, these are the appointed feasts of the Lord that you shall proclaim as holy convocations. They are my appointed feast. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwelling places. Sabbath. One of the first things that I want to point out about the scripture I just read is that there's a statement being made there that says appointed feast. Now, when you look at the translation, as it appears in this particular scripture, that actually translates to say appointed times or appointment. So the scripture is saying there are certain appointments or times where God desires for his people to come into his presence, specifically focusing in on their relationship with him. And Sabbath is one of those appointed times, okay? Sabbath, uh, as defined as it appears in the scripture, is, is, it's defined as an intermission. It's also defined as to repose or to desist, desist excuse me, from exertion. You're supposed to stop what you're doing on the Sabbath. Well, why is the Sabbath important? Well, I'm glad you guys asked. You're a great class. <laughs> Let's do a quick survey. How many of you know what the Ten Commandments are? Raise your hand. Now, once again, I'm not, I'm not about to ask you to recite them, okay? So don't feel, oh, Lord, yeah, don't, I'm not doing it. How many of you all know what, what it is, what, 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 what the Ten Commandments are? If you do, please raise your hand. Okay. All right. Now, of those of you all who have raised your hand, how many of you actually follow the Ten Commandments? 
Now, here's the thing. The same people that raised their hands should raise their hands a second time. <laughs> okay, somebody said, we try. Okay, it's, it's good. It's good that you try. Now, here, here's the thing. Um, thank you, Lord. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 7 through 21, it lists what the Ten Commandments are. Okay, and so what I'm going to do now is kind of sort of paraphrase that scripture just to outline specifically the Ten Commandments. So the first one is, you shall have no other gods before me. That's the first one. Second one, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Number three. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Number four, observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and in all of your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Number five, honor your father and your mother. Six, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. Seven, eight, and you shall not steal. Nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And ten, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, your neighbor's house, his field, or his male servant, or his female servant, his ox, his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. That's paraphrasing the Ten Commandments. Over 90% of the Christians if you were to ask them if they're following the Ten Commandments, most of them would probably say yes, except for one. And that main one is observing the Sabbath. Most of us won't steal. Most of us won't commit adultery. Some of us want to commit murder, especially when we're driving down the street and somebody cuts us off. I've been there. And, you know, we're in a carry state here in Missouri. <laughs> so sometimes I, I say, you know what, it's probably not a good thing for me to carry this morning. I'm going to leave it at home. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Amen. I'm telling the truth. All right, somebody's, yeah, I, thank you, brother. Amen. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is most of us would say that we honor the Ten Commandments except for that one. And then there's a few things I, I wonder about that. Some may say, well, that part, as far as the Ten Commandments are concerned, is part of the law, and because Jesus came, we're no longer under the law. My response to that is what Jesus himself says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. He says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them but to fulfill them. I also say, uh, why would you not want to participate in something that's going to be a blessing to your family? Another thing that people have said is that the Sabbath is a Jewish thing. Here's the thing. They may say it's a Jewish thing and that they're not Jewish. So if you all would allow me a second, I just want to poke the bear a little bit. I want to go to Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through three. Genesis chapter two says this, starting with verse one. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God 
finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all of his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. That's Genesis chapter two, y'all. In Genesis chapter two, there was no nation of Israel. There were no Jewish people. In Genesis chapter two, there was only humanity. So what, what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is the idea of Sabbath when it first was introduced was introduced as a kingdom assignment or a kingdom thought or a kingdom practice had nothing to do with the nation of people because they didn't exist yet. So that would be my response to anyone who says, well, it's a Jewish thing. Well, according to Genesis 2, it's not. The other point that I want to bring to Genesis chapter 2, and this is where it's going to step on some people's feet, especially those who are Americans, and that is if God says that he rested on the seventh day, why do we feel we're better than him by not resting? Mm, come on. Amen or ouch? I, I forgot to I'm not necessarily preaching right now. This is a teaching moment, okay? Yeah. I'm trying to teach. And I'm teaching not to tear you down, but to build you up, to encourage you, yeah. to let you know this is a principle that you can put in place that will be a blessing to your family. It's not to make you feel bad. It's to make you think and to reconsider. This is something that God had put in place for his people. This concept or idea of Sabbath was something that was the heart of God from the very beginning. It wasn't about being Jewish. That's why Sabbath is a kingdom concept and not a Jewish thing. My family and I participate and honor the Sabbath. And we've been doing it for a while now. And there were times when we didn't honor it because we didn't know any better. But once we received the understanding about it and the revelation about it, we began to practice it. And here's the thing, when we first started doing it or observing it, we didn't do it on the, the prescribed day, if you will, that it speaks about in scripture because we just wanted to get started. And so we initially started doing it on a Wednesday. And it was mainly because of the fact that that was my only time that I had when I had a day off as far as work is concerned. And then I began to pray and I said, God, I desire to honor you in this way according to what your scripture says. So God, make it so. Rearrange my work schedule where my family can do this together. I prayed that prayer in faith and I prayed that prayer as the priest of my home, the head of my house. So I, first of all, had to get in line with God's word and make that an issue of prayer myself, even before anyone else in my family did. And as I did that, God honored the prayer. And he made it so that I had the time off of work where I could do it with my family. And we did it on the prescribed day as far as scripture is concerned. And so what happened with it, practically speaking, so what does that look like? So what happened was my family and I would observe a meal together. We call it Shabbat. And then we also uh, came together. We focused in on our relationship with God. 
We focused in on our relationship with one another. It also was a time <clears throat> when my sons knew that they had a voice because we met together at the table. And at the table, there was equality. It meant that we said, this is the space, a sacred space, where you can come and begin to share your thoughts and feelings about a thing. Now, here's the thing. It didn't mean that we agree with everything that they had to say. My youngest son is always talking about a PS5. <laughs> and the Lord said, we supposed to get a PS5. Dude, that ain't what God said. <laughs> Thus saith the Micah. <laughs> Not thus saith the Lord. But the fact of the matter was, it was a safe space, a sacred space, where our boys learn that they can come and have conversation with us because we never want them to feel that we didn't value their voice or their opinion. And we would talk it out. But it also taught them to be able to lean into their personal relationship with God because we would ask them, what is Holy Spirit saying right now about our family or about certain things that we have to do as a family together? And it was a practicing ground. It was a safe space where they can come and begin to tap in to their own personal relationship with God and with Holy Spirit. Because here's the thing, the Holy Spirit speaks. He's not a quiet spirit. If you put yourself in a position to hear, he'll speak. We just have to shut up. Part of the Sabbath means to be still, to sit still and rest. And we as Americans have a problem with that because in our culture, even from birth, we're always on the go. It has to be done quick. We always have to do something. You go to Europe, they shut down two hours for lunch. They have adopted the idea of rest, even though it may not be for the Sabbath, but still, they understand it. We here in America have a hard time understanding the concept of rest, let alone biblically speaking, but just as a concept as a whole, it's a problem for us. And so what I'm doing now is challenging what is the culture of our nation. And I'm challenging it for a reason and for a purpose because God desires for us to come into his presence and focus on him and our relationship with him and to do it together as a family. And you may say, I'm single, Pastor Ed. Well, I'm sure you got some friends who are also single. And you can come together together as a group or a, a, a spiritual family to break bread together at the table, have a meal, focus in on your relationship with God and enjoy the time together. I told them, <laughs> told them in the first service, sometimes my boys will use that as WWE, and they're flipping each other in the house. <laughs> hey, but we're doing it together as a family, even with broken legs, but I'm just joking. <laughs> the point is, the heart of the matter, yeah. even more so than what seems to be the legal side of it. Yeah. The foundational purpose of the Sabbath is to focus in on your relationship with him and to rest in him. It's not about doing anything, no work. Just focus in on him. That's the important thing. When we go back to Mark chapter 22, verse 23 and 27, we see this. The Pharisees are demanding an explanation of the disciples' behavior. And they're quick to point out to the Lord 
what they thought was a trespass. As always, Jesus' reply comes straight from Scripture. He reminds those pointing fingers of the actions of King David and his companions when eating the consecrated bread. This is very important. This is a very important point, excuse me, uh, that the Lord is bringing to light. We must back up what we believe is true by the truth of God's word. That's what I'm attempting to do right now. Anything else is just an opinion. For the Pharisees, Sabbath rules have become more important than Sabbath rest. It's about the rules. It's not about the rules. It's about the heart of the matter. We as Americans a lot of times can get so caught up in the the legal side of things and not really focusing on the heart of the matter. I remember once that my family and I went on vacation together and we were on a cruise. Any of you all who've taken a cruise before or or have ever heard about a cruise, you know it is a feeding frenzy. Meaning they have food served almost 24 hours a day. You can go to almost anywhere on the ship and get something to eat. And we were, <laughs> I think we we're maybe at a breakfast or lunch meal time, and, and we're going to, like everybody else, herding like a herd of cattle, uh, going to one of the dining rooms, and, you know, they have like ser- self-serve like uh, sodas. You know, you go and push the button, your soda comes in. You know how it is. You can go to restaurants, fast food places or whatever. And so as we're standing in line, there's a woman standing off to the side, and, you know, she's looking pleasant, has a little smile on her face, and she's just standing there. And there are people going up, using the fountain, and they're, you know, moving, and then the next person. And she's just standing there. And I just began to discern the situation, and I figured that she was Jewish. And so when I got to the fountain, I looked at her, made, an, you know, eye contact with her, and she came over, and I pushed the button for and she said, thank you. She was Jewish, and she was trying to observe the tenets of the law by not doing any work on Sabbath, because it was the Sabbath. And it's not a negative thing against her, per se, because it was, for her, it was more so a, a law thing than a heart thing. So this is something that we should be observing, but we need to observe it for the right reasons. We have to observe it for the right reasons. There are a lot of things that we as Americans look at and we become very legalistic about it. But this is what scripture says in um, Micah chapter six, verse eight. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. I'm going to go back to Mark chapter 2, verses 27 and 28, and I'm going to ask the um, worship team to come up as I'm getting ready to close out. Mark chapter 2, verse 27 and 28 says this, And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. The Sabbath was established for man as a divine and sacred institution to be embraced 
as a most delightful benefit and privilege. It was never intended to be a chore. Jesus tells us the Sabbath was made for man, not man for it. It was a day set aside to replenish, restore, refresh, and repair. Who doesn't need that? God has directed for man to rest from his work one day in seven, which Jesus here affirms, while all the while smashing the legalism of the Pharisees that had poured out this whole information. Jesus states he is the Lord of the Sabbath, which is a powerful statement pointing to the fact that he himself is the source of the deep peace we desperately need. A theologian by the name of Pastor Timothy Keller says this, the word Sabbath means a deep rest, a deep peace. It's a near synonym for shalom, a state of wholeness and flourishing in every dimension of life. When Jesus says, I am the Lord of the Sabbath, Jesus means that he is the Sabbath. He is the source of the deep rests we need. He has come to the complete, he has come to completely change the way we rest. The one day a week rest we take is just a taste of the deep divine rest we need and Jesus is the source.